You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the October 2021 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report office and shared with each other on our Slack channels. (laughs) And we share it with you. And Jess, what are we going to talk about this October? So we're going to tell you about a couple of major fundraises over $100 million from this October, some thoughts around extending Pell Grants to short-term programs, and we'll spend a good chunk of time on this great resignation, as it's being called, and how many of those workers want to transition into tech jobs. We'll also look back at how women are faring after the she session of 2020. And we'll touch on apprenticeships, which got a lot of love in the news and from the Biden administration this October. And of course, we're going to tell you about the 14 new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory this October. It never slows down. 14 new schools. So crazy. Okay, Jess, well, let's kick off the October episode with a few fundraises and go ahead and start with the Multiverse fundraise because it was definitely the biggest, right? Yeah. So Multiverse, the tech apprenticeship startup, closed $130 million in Series C funding. So that now brings the valuation of this company to $875 million. TechCrunch reports that this new funding will be used towards its expansion into the U.S. because it's been, I think, primarily in Europe. According to TechCrunch, Entity Academy, which provides women with training in areas like data science and software development, mentoring, and ultimately job coaching, has raised $100 million through LEAF, the ISA provider. The financing will be used to help students finance their Entity Academy tuition, which typically costs $15,000. Just to note, Entity is not a bootcamp itself. They actually aggregate bootcamp courses from providers like Springboard and Lambda School, and then they provide tools to their students in what they describe as a wraparound strategy. Hmm. Startup Daily reports that the online bootcamp Academy XI raised $14 million this month. Academy XI is focused on closing Australia's digital skills shortage gap. And finally, according to Business Insider, Molly Graham has stepped down as COO of Lambda School. Nearly all of the executive team has been replaced in the past year. And as we know, the world gets a lot of our news about Lambda School from Austin Allred's Twitter. And he said that Lambda is, quote, a night and day different company because of Molly's contributions here, end quote. So sounds like they parted on great terms, but an interesting personnel change in the bootcamp world. There was more buzz about how the Pell Grant program could help students of short-term programs. But first, Liz, tell us more about this ISA article that you saw in Business Insider. 
Okay, this might be a little bit long because I just wanted to like include all of these stories. So Business Insider spoke with three graduates about what they wish they knew about ISAs before they signed up. Of course, in an ISA, students agree to pay a portion of their annual income instead of paying tuition upfront. Jessica Zing spoke with two graduates of App Academy and a graduate of General Assembly. And ultimately, it seems like all three of the grads said that it was pretty much worth it to use the ISA, but that there were some details that they were surprised by. Ryan Black went to App Academy and says he believes the ISA was a good investment in his future, but looking back, he has been surprised by the true cost of the ISA. Ryan now works at the marketing startup quickly as a full stack developer, and about 25% of his monthly expenses are his ISA payments until, of course, he's done paying those back. Adam Mofta paid off App Academy's ISA in eight months and now works for the bootcamp's career coaching department. And he said, quote, I know it's a steep rate. And while that might not work for everybody, I wasn't one of the people who $17,000 at the beginning worked for. What income share agreements in general are meant to do is increase accessibility. And it made it accessible for me specifically to change my career trajectory, end quote. And then Reed McDonald graduated from General Assembly in 2019 and is halfway through paying off his ISA. McDonald now works as a full-time front-end developer, and he said that General Assembly had a really supportive career coaching program, but that he didn't actually recommend the ISA because of that $40,000 salary threshold. So as long as you get a job paying over $40,000, you start paying that 10% ISA back, and that was something that he ended up not liking. I think this is really cool, like firsthand experiences with ISAs. Obviously, Mm -hmm. ISAs are not just free money. I don't think anyone is really pitching them as such, but they can come across that way. But really, they're deferred tuition payments. And of course, when folks start paying those tuition payments, like it becomes very real that you are paying tuition for your boot camp, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But really interesting article and great perspectives. Yeah, that's a really cool roundup. Um, So a few months back, we talked about this new idea of expanding the Pell Grant program to include short-term programs, which could mean some kinds of coding boot camps. So currently, the Pell Grant program is need-based aid for students enrolling in four-credit accredited courses or programs. So mostly that's been universities and colleges. But the idea of extending Pell to labor-based programs is growing in popularity. This month, higher ed died dove into the proposed safeguards needed to protect students who may someday be using Pell Grants towards these short-term programs. So some of these guardrails that were mentioned include transparency around student outcomes of these short-term programs, requiring states to actually certify the institutions, offering short-term programs, and ensuring that students have access to academic advisors. So expanding the Pell Grant program has been included in the JOBS Act that is currently on the floor and also the Senate infrastructure bill. So we'll have to see if and when this actually moves forward. We will definitely keep you posted on it. For sure. That was a really good summary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, the edX conversation continues in October with an Ed Surge article about what it means for the nonprofit to become a part of 2U, which is a very for-profit organization. Remember that in July, we talked about this verdict article after 2U announced that they would acquire substantially all of edX's assets for $800 million in cash. There was some pushback from the higher ed community who characterized the deal as a 
betrayal, that's in quotes, and accused Harvard and MIT of auctioning off the lecture halls of the future. Um, edX is not a boot camp, but this is still an interesting debate between traditional higher ed and you know for-profit to you. And Ed Surge sat down with edX CEO and co-founder Anand Agrawal and to you CEO and co-founder Chip Pausick for an interview about that debate. So if you're interested at all in the edX developments, then it's a great read. The biggest news this month was that record numbers of workers continue to quit their jobs. A Bureau of Labor Statistics report shows that 4 million workers quit their jobs in what is now the fifth month in a row of record job exits. Organizational psychologist Anthony Katz dubbed it the Great Resignation, as we see more and more people reevaluating their lives and their current careers after living over a year in a global pandemic. We have been speaking with career changers since the beginning of Course Report, but this past year and a half, we've heard from many bootcamp alumni who are part of this great resignation trend. These career changers are looking for steady employment, strong salaries with benefits, and of course, remote work so they have that opportunity to work safely from anywhere. And according to CompTIA data via CIO Dive, 13% of job seekers are thinking about pivoting to IT. CIO Dive spoke with a student who actually did it, Michael Drew, who went to Tech Elevator as a chef and graduated with a job as a technical support engineer at Margin Edge. And in the bigger picture, they point out that IT appeals to workers seeking flexibility and pay bumps, and leadership can prepare to accommodate newcomers with training and reassurance in place to welcome them. So Basically, tech is like offering exactly what those, you know, participants in the great resignation are looking for. But CIO Dive also points out that it costs time and money up front to change career paths. Boot camp certifications and other training frequently come with a price tag, though many have scholarships to help them with funding. And newcomers to IT may also have to upgrade their computer and their work setup. So there is a cost associated with that career change, that opportunity cost as well. The CIO Dive article points out that employees may also come in anticipating this immediate six-figure salary. When they start in IT, their salary may be a little bit lower than what they expect, but quote, the speed of movement and salary is probably greater in this field than almost any other. Of course, we know that the average bootcamp grad earns about $70,000 in their first job after a bootcamp. So it's a nice expectation, but obviously as they go into their second and third jobs, we're looking at $90,000, $100,000 jobs. So very cool. Yeah. A nice salary trajectory. Mm-hmm. And CompTIA has been so busy this October. According to HR Dive, CompTIA Apprenticeships for Tech has joined with SNS Technologies in their initiative to expand and diversify the information technology workforce, particularly by providing career opportunities for women, people with disabilities, and people of color. This apprenticeship program is actually funded by the U.S. Department of Labor. Yeah, just a bit of context. So the U.S. Department of Labor made a $40 million commitment in March towards apprenticeships that prioritize diversity initiatives. And right before that, President Biden endorsed Congressman Bobby Scott's National Apprenticeship Act of 2021 and reinstated the National Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships. So lots of love for apprenticeships right now. And we love to see that. Mm hmm. 
So our very own Liz Eggleston was actually featured in a Business Insider piece this month about how career changers can find the right coding bootcamp for them. So we understand that not all coding bootcamps are created equal. So if you're looking for a bootcamp, look at its student outcomes and weigh the tuition. Like, does the bootcamp offer any financing, scholarships, or can you apply a workforce development grant or veterans benefits to it? And if you're looking to really deep dive into coding boot camps, check out our very recently released best coding boot camps list. So from looking at thousands of alumni reviews and reviewing hundreds of boot camp curriculum and career support services, we've done all that legwork to determine the 54 best coding boot camps out there right now. Yes, we put a few weeks of effort into <laughs> sifting through so many reviews and sifting through boot camps on our platform. So really proud of that, that best of list. Mm -hmm. And also in October, technically highlighted how coding boot camps have needed to change their focus as business and learning moved online due to the pandemic. Local Delaware Bootcamp Zip Code Wilmington's program has been helping people make a career change into tech since its inception. But as they moved online this past year, their reach and the job prospects of their graduates has widened. When the world more fully reopens, the question remains what locally focused bootcamps like Zip Code Wilmington will actually look like? You know, will they zero in again on their regional community and businesses, or will they continue growing their network online? Yeah, remains to be seen. We'll see what 2022 holds. Technically also did a great job of highlighting the career change journeys of bootcamp alumni from Flatiron School this month. So we'll link to that post in the roundup so you can read all about their career change journeys. Okay, so workers in the U.S. are resigning and searching for new jobs in the tech world, but of course it takes more than that to actually get qualified applicants into engineering jobs, right? So Jess, let's talk a little bit about how the Biden administration's Build Back Better plan is putting a focus on skills training to work alongside that demand. So the U.S. Congress has been working on its workforce development plan called Build Back Better, which focuses on creating millions of jobs. The only issue here is that are current American workers skilled enough for these millions of roles? The House Education and Labor Committee allotted $40 billion towards skills training programs and career support, but is this even enough to reskill a workforce? In a recent Work Shift article, Maria Flynn points out that many of those unemployed due to COVID were people of color and women, as well as people who were working low-paying jobs. Maria stresses that these folks will need immediate access to reskilling programs, and for me, that brings back to mind the expansion of that Pell Grant program. We're going to keep you posted on how this all shakes out, but I'm guessing that coding boot camps could become central to meeting this new demand. And one thing that most boot camp leadership believes is that degrees are not a predictor of success. You'll very rarely see a degree requirement in the application process at a boot camp. Um, it's just not something that, that folks are looking for as they're looking for successful boot camp grads. But according to NPR, a new study from Georgetown University's Center on Education and the Workforce 
finds a growing number of people without a bachelor's degree are now out earning those with one. The study found that in the years 2017 through 2019, on average, 16% of high school graduates, 23% of workers with some college, and 28% of associate degree holders earned more money than half of all workers with a bachelor's degree. Wow. Yeah, really interesting. And a, a lot of the jobs that they're talking about there are like highly skilled trade positions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, electricians, jobs like that. They're not specifically talking about like boot camp grads, but still just another one of those signifiers that the traditional bachelor's degree just isn't as important to success as it has been in the past. Mm. Bangor Daily News reports that Maine has launched a $60 million workforce development push to help its workforce reskill and find employment. Currently, this workforce development will be happening through the Maine Community College system. So no word yet on if coding boot camps will be helping with this training, but there will be short-term programs offered as well as longer-term degree programs. And finally, here's another example of workforce development in the wild. Um, New Horizons South Florida is helping prepare Southern Florida residents for tech roles in the Miami area. WFMZ reports that New Horizons is helping many people laid off due to the pandemic quickly reskill into the IT field. We saw some encouraging news this month about the gender gap closing in regards to online learning. Liz, tell us more about that new report. Sure. So although we witnessed the she session last year, that's like recession, but with the she because tons of women dropped out of the workforce and, you know, huge numbers during the pandemic. New reports actually indicate that the learning gender gap is closing as more women pursue online education. According to a report from Coursera, so this is all data kind of based on their own internal, you know, usage, 37% of entry-level professional certificate enrollments were from women in 2021 compared with 25% in 2019. In addition, 37% of enrollments in STEM courses were from women compared to 31% in 2019, and half of all new learners this year were women compared to 45% a couple years ago. HR Dive also points out that businesses have made a variety of decisions intended to bring women back in the wake of their mass exodus. For example, Indeed and professional platform Luminary partnered on a fellowship intended to help women, especially women of color, connect with job training, coaching, and placement. An interesting read from Wired came out this month about how first-generation college grads face more hurdles in the job market. New research from Michigan State University and the Universities of Iowa and Minnesota show that the stumbling block for these grads is that they don't have the same career guidance and support, like help with their job materials and interview prep. Because of this, these students often accept job offers more quickly, make less money, and work in roles that they are overqualified for. While this article focused on higher education and college grads specifically, I couldn't help but think of the rigorous career services component that is part of so many coding bootcamp programs. I feel like this would be super interesting to see how research on first-generation bootcamp graduates would fare in the job market. Definitely a really good argument for investing in career services in the bootcamp world. 
And finally, Forbes reports that Coding Dojo has paired up with the Prison Scholar Fund to launch a new boot camp program focused on helping formerly incarcerated individuals find a career in tech. This program will be free of charge to students and will include a 12-week immersive coding boot camp experience with career services and mentorship. Love to see programs like that. Well, Jess, as we wrap up this episode, let's tell everyone about the new bootcamp campuses we learned about this October. Exciting news from Tech Elevator. So Tech Elevator announced that it's actually opening a new campus in Wilmington, Delaware, and that's going to start in January 2022. So this new campus is through a partnership with Tech Impact. Full Stack Academy announced that they now have partnerships with Utah State University and UT Dallas to launch new online bootcamp programs. University World News reports that Hyperion Dev has partnered with University of South Africa to launch an online computer science bootcamp. We're interested to see if this will be the beginning of university bootcamp like partnerships powered by Hyperion Dev in Africa or if they're going to expand past that continent. Very cool. And according to Inside Indiana Business, 1150 Academy will be offering a coding boot camp specifically to residents of Gary, Indiana, to help that community reskill. And this month, we added 14 new boot camps to the course report directory. And by we, I mean Jess. So Jess, <laughs> tell us about these 14 new schools. That's right, Liz. It's been a busy month in school listings. So we added Columbia Business School Boot Camps and Imperial Business College Boot Camps, which are both powered by Emeritus. And we added Community College of Vermont Boot Camp, which is powered by Upright. We added online coding boot camps, Technosoft Academy, Code Academy, which is actually not Code Academy. Jess, where is Code Academy based? They're based out in Eastern Europe. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, so Eastern European based and then Tech Pro Education, Board Infinity, and Codable. We added some new design boot camps as well, such as Sparka Academy, Rookie Up, and Mento Design Academy, as well as Blockchain Bootcamp Optimistic. And we added the All Women's Coding Bootcamp Entity Academy, which we mentioned earlier because they raised that $100 million, and Online Cybersecurity Bootcamp CyberNow Labs. Well, it's been a busy month, but Jess and I have gotten to speak with so many great people for the Course Report blog in October. So Jess, let's finish up this episode by talking about our favorite pieces. What was the most fun blog post that you worked on this month? So yeah, I spoke to so many cool bootcamp alumni this month, but I really enjoyed speaking with 1150 Academy bootcamp alum Thomas. So Thomas is a single dad of three teenagers who completed 1150's part-time cybersecurity bootcamp and then landed his first IT role. He actually used Indiana's Workforce Ready grant to fund his online bootcamp experience, and he has great tips for how to juggle parenting, working full-time and studying for a part-time bootcamp. 
and then actually landing a job shortly after graduating. So definitely check out that article for some inspiration and for also tips on how to use one of these workforce development grants towards your boot camp duration. Yeah. If you are a parent who wants to go to a boot camp, if you like live in Indiana and you want to go to a boot camp and use one of these grants, just read this piece and use it as a blueprint. He like Thomas explains a lot. Uh, He goes into good detail. So um, that was such a great piece. It's such a helpful piece. So Liz, what was your favorite piece this month? Well, I got to do a video Q and a with four CodeSmith alumni and they all took different career paths after they graduated. So they're all software engineers, but Two of them went to like huge established companies, IBM and TikTok. And then the other two went to startups called Ready and then Arcadia. And we talked all about their experiences during CodeSmith. They all graduated a little over a year ago. So they've got some good insight into like how the last year has gone. We talked about conducting their job searches during COVID-19, not an easy feat. And also their advice for boot campers who are thinking about their first jobs now. And it was a good opportunity to get to ask four different people if Codesmith was worth it for them. And I think their answers came back in varying degrees of like between 98% and 100%. Uh, But they gave some good, good advice in there as well. So that's a fun video to watch. Definitely. And that does it for our October podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report always for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities, as well as some in-person ones as well. And we'll see you next month on our November Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And of course, as always, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Support podcast and leaving a review. We'll see you in November.